and welcome back to the Peculiar Place podcast. This is a segment two V's in a pod, and we're your hostesses, Mandy and Jesse. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. We wanted to start off this podcast uh, positive this time because last week it was hate comments, it was negativity, and that's how we ended it. Mm-hmm. And so I figure maybe for the next, I don't know, few weeks or a couple months, at the beginning of each episode, we can read a nice review that someone left us love that on apple podcasts because i don't think spotify lets you write anything but apple podcasts does so we're gonna start with something really nice because you guys have been so sweet on there and i feel like we need to give you guys some Mm -hmm. recognition Mm -hmm. now so this one is from baymore house saying it's like i'm hanging out with my besties after a long day Jesse V and Mandy V never fail to make me laugh, and I love how relaxed the conversations are. The bonus for me is when they talk about books. I love that. That is so sweet. So thank you so much. If you guys leave a nice review, we will read it. And we love just reading them off camera, too. I mean, they're so sweet. That's true. I love it. Thank you. Okay, so (laughs) my first topic, I feel like the first half of the podcast going forward is going to be discoveries because we're always learning new things it's the peculiar place podcast which means Mm -hmm. we're gonna find weird facts throughout the week and this first one really disturbed me and it has to do with christmas trees Uh uh-oh okay let's hear it so you and i both like fake christmas trees right yeah but the reason why is because apparently when i was a kid i had allergies to real christmas trees oh you did yeah apparently mom and dad used to actually get real Christmas trees and apparently I would like break out in like hives or like have some kind of allergic reaction to the trees and I couldn't like breathe properly or whatever. Yeah. So (laughs) because real trees give off that like beautiful pine scent in the house, which is why people love them. Like I feel like it'd be such a nice thing to like go to a christmas tree farm and like pick a tree and i mean it's a lot of work you have to dispose of it it is more work it's more of a fire hazard i think yes but (laughs) after finding out this fact that i'm gonna tell you (laughs) you may not think that anymore but yes i do use a fake yes i do too comment down below what you use um okay so a lot of people get real trees And there's a lot of issues that come with them. Mm -hmm. They are pretty, but apparently brown recluse spiders often (gasps) live inside of them. Oh my gosh. you don't know until you get home. And apparently in the night, (gasps) when all the lights are off, everyone's asleep, all the Christmas music is off, they creep out of there. And they're poisonous, I believe, right? Brown recluse? I don't even know if we have them here in Canada. Or if we do, we don't see them a lot. But I believe they're poisonous. Because I think I saw a lady talk about how it bit her dog and didn't end well. Is this a Canadian thing? No, it's like U.S. Okay. Everywhere. I think we have these spiders in Canada, though. Oh, okay. I think. Okay, okay. So they, like, survive in the winter. I don't know. I'm not a spider expert or anything, but this might be more, like, warmer climate (laughs) places. I'm not sure. Spiders have to live somewhere in the winter. (laughs) I woke up up freaking out about spiders this morning because I had a dream about a spider. Oh, no. Somebody... It was literally, it was actually our uncle. (laughs) Yeah. He like picked up a big brown spider with long dangly legs and he was putting it in my face and I was like, get it out of my face. And I could feel its legs on my lips. That sounds like a brown recluse to me. (laughs) Yeah, it was brown. Yeah. I was so mad. I woke up very upset. I was like, who would do that? (laughs) So not only are there brown recluse spiders, 
<laughs> praying mantises like to lay their egg sacs inside of the trees, okay? Inside of Christmas trees. Now, it wouldn't be a problem if they weren't going to hatch, right? But a lot of the time, people bring in the trees, and because these egg sacs are sticky and they Ew. stick to the trunks and the branches, they're not going to shake out when you're bringing them in your house. And what's so disturbing to me is that people say, you'll know you have them in your trees if you hear a ticking noise. Like a constant, like, sort of ticking, what? rattling noise. Why? I guess the praying mantises make that sound with their legs or their wings or oh. whatever. And I saw this woman who had recently put her tree up and she was sitting in her living room and she starts to hear like the and like she filmed the sound of it. And everyone's like, those are praying mantises. Get that out of your house right now. Another thing people find are squirrels. I was going to say, like... Don't you have a risk of, like, even just rodents? Yeah, but I do. And, like, nests, birds, anything. It's a wild tree. Like, yeah, you're going to find stuff in there for sure. But I think they, like, shake the trees before you bring them home. But, like, there's only so much shaking. Bugs are, like, sticky. I was going to say, what are the, what is the protocol? Because there's got to be, I mean, this, it's, I feel like, okay, it's common sense. You go to a Christmas tree farm. Yeah. There are trees. There's wildlife living in them yeah those are homes to insects and and animals oh true there's got to be some kind of protocol where they're consistently doing something to like make sure that there's no wildlife there's gotta be or if there's like a they can see like a visible (laughs) nest they're not gonna sell that i'm fascinated by this i didn't even think about this until now like i wonder what the protocol is but after the spider thing there's no way i I can never do that there's just no way. Like, there's spiders in our basement because it's unfinished. And I sometimes they follow us upstairs if we bring a box up. Ah! And they're big because we live in the country. No, I know. this. It's the same thing for me. When I brought up the Christmas boxes, there's there were spiders in there. There were spiders in there. Yeah. And they were crawling all over the place. <laughs> it was so gross. Uh, Hate spiders. Yeah. Another <laughs> reminder for the Coraline giveaway. The photo is on the Peculiar Place podcast Instagram. And uh, you have till January 4th. So there's time. That's why we're still mentioning it. But I do have a question. If the other mother asked you to sew the buttons onto your eyes. Oh, my gosh. You've asked me this so many times. Would you do it? There was a time when I said yes. Do you remember? Yeah. And what changed? So now it's no? I mean, it's the pain factor of it for me. Let's say there was no pain. Let's say it was painless. (laughs) But you'd have to stay in the other world. Yeah, but I'd want to. Okay. So you would sew the buttons. I I don't know if I'd sew the buttons now. I definitely did when I was a kid. I, when I watched Coraline, I was obsessed. I remember praying to God. You prayed about it? I came home and I prayed to God. I was like, let me have dreams where I go into the other world. I want to experience it and I, I love it. And I want to have dreams about it so I yeah. could feel like it was real. Oh. I loved it that much. Like, I want to be in that world. For sure, I want to be in that world. That used to be my answer now, before, and not anymore. And I think it's because I realize, like, she gets bored of the kid because there's the ghost children in the closet or the behind the mirror. So obviously, she got bored of them. Doesn't she eat them? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so it's like, if is the question, do I want to stay in that world and like live that lifestyle, or? Is it that typical, like, okay, she's going to sew the buns, everything's going to fall apart, she's going to eat you, and your soul is going to be stuck there? Because if that's the case, then no. no. But if it's, like, that other world, good vibes, 
entertainment. If the other mother food. wasn't a thing, like she wasn't around, <laughs> then we would, obviously. I love the aesthetic of the other world, okay? And the music. I'd live there. Yeah. The other YB is pretty sick. He's my favorite. And the cat, he comes and goes. Yeah. Something up with that cat. The ending was weird. There are so many Coraline theories. I know. There are so many. I've done them all. And the cat is, like, one of the main ones. Love Coraline so much. So good. Okay, update if anyone's following with my next CT scan. Um, results back. Everything's clear. Because, On your neck. Yeah, because nothing's wrong with my neck. Yeah. So everything's clear. And I was able to look at my results online and all the pictures. There was no jaw in the pictures. It was literally my spine and my neck. <sighs> and the doctor's like, everything's clear. Okay, yeah. Figured. That's a great update for you for that um, still got job pain. So what, like, did you talk to the doctor then? No, not yet. I don't have a, a call with him yet. So. Is there one scheduled? No. I can't even get a Just... hold of him. Oh my gosh. It's impossible to even reach him right now. I don't know. I think he's in cahoots with the surgeon. This is insane. I know. I should be on a reality Luca show. Luca didn't even, Luca has a CT scan coming up and he didn't even ask for one. His doctor was like just being very thorough about his lungs and he didn't even ask for one, and he got one in, like, a week. Same with Nana. Like, she had headaches, and they were like, okay, That's what I'm CT saying. Scan. Like, it shouldn't be this a hard. hard thing. Which is why I'm thinking, like, either you're, like, cursed or... <laughs> cursed. Um, yeah, either you're cursed and you need to, like, get blessed and cleanse yourself. Or there's, like, a deeper thing happening here where, where they're covering their tracks and they're covering each other's backs and, like... It could be that. It's, like, a cover-up thing. Um, it's a mess. Well, if it's a curse thing, Grandma's coming over. Maybe she can pray over me. <laughs> Grandma has the best prayers. Maybe she'll pray over me. You never know. Me. When you're in the public eye, you have to be careful. There's a lot of negativity coming your way of people that... Well, yeah, especially after we spoke about Doja Cat. <laughs> we got a whole bunch of fun people after us. Yeah. A lot of fun. And it was exactly the type of people that That's I... That's the thing. It was just proving our point. Completely. If you're, like, commenting <laughs> on the Doja Cat shorts and videos and stuff, and your entire profile is of Anton LaVey and, and the Satanic Church and all this, like, like, literally, what is the issue? You're proving my point. Yeah, so why are you mad? Like, we're telling the truth. The song is called Demons. It's demonic. <laughs> yeah. What's What are you mad about? Oh, there was this one comment <laughs> that got so many upvotes, and it was like, don't you guys like spooky things? And I'm like, spooky and satanic are very um, different. Yeah, I like spooky, like Coraline, not yeah. demonic, like Satan. There's no demonic other mother in that. <laughs> I have a question for you. Are you going to do the pregnant song? You know, what is that? Been pregnant for way too oh, long. Oh no! You're not gonna do it. Oh, really? Do you want me to? I think you should with Luca. No, he won't dance. It's so weird. I don't know. Oh, everyone does it. Then you can look back and be like, I was dancing with a pregnant belly. I just feel like it would be so cute. Mm. It's kind of like doing the pregnancy photos. You look back. And you're I like, was gonna do something, but I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> okay, what were you gonna do? I think I was gonna do something a little bit more sentimental. Okay. I don't know. I've you saved a both. couple of ideas and I, yeah, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. On TikTok, there's been a couple controversial questions going on right now. And I feel like this question you and I will both agree on, I think, because Ty and I agreed on it. So the question is, should seats be allowed to recline on an airplane? Do you think it's rude 
if people are reclining their seats in front of you? It really depends on the plane. Sometimes there's no space and sometimes there's good space. If it's crammed, no. I feel like when it's crammed, there's not really that much of a recline to begin with. But the recline that there is, people are, basically people are leaning back on you. You know what I mean? Like, they're in your, there's barely any leg room. And if your tray is out, that's going right into your stomach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're pushing that right up against you. I hate planes. I hate planes, too. But I just hate, I, I'm so uncomfortable on them. I don't think seats should be allowed to recline, especially in a small airplane. You know what I mean? There's other things you can sleep with. You know, they, they have those headrests. There's all kinds of things you can do now to sleep. Can you make it more spacious, though? Why is it so crammed? They do you know get... how many... No, but do you know how many planes go out every hour? Yeah, everyone's flying everywhere. But, like... It's a moneymaker thing, too. They want to get as many tickets sold, as many people stuffed in those planes. I think the only thing is if you're on a long flight, like an overnight, like you're flying to, like, the UK or Australia from Canada or mm -hmm. the US. I think, yeah. But then make the things wider, you know? But, like, those shorter, like, five to eight hour flights, why so are you, crammed. do you really need to lean back? <clears throat> do you really need to? And I feel like that's why the internet is so, like, broken up about this, because there's going to be the people who do that, and they're like, I'm not rude, and then the ones who hate when that happens. I think it's so rude. I feel like it's, like, a self-awareness thing, right? So Ty is six foot four right or six foot three. Oh, he must hate he, sitting in those seats so when he sits in the seat he has to be angled towards me because he can't Aww. even sit straight on and then people are leaning back on top of that you know what i mean it's just so girl rude. you should be flying first class <laughs> <laughs> i don't want like if you're gonna go to it's europe not worth it maybe maybe if you're going on a long flight but the short not a short like, no, what's no, no, the no. point if you're going to like like if you guys want to go to ireland no yeah. That's, like, been on your list of places to but go for a long time. it's expensive, and it's like, do you want to put your it's money into the plane? It's insanely expensive. Or the vacation. It's insanely expensive. But worth it for a long ride. It's worth it. Yeah. In my opinion. I've never been first class, ever. I've never been first class, but I, we did upgrade. We've done business class. Is that the same thing? First class is, like, on another level. You can, oh. like, lay down. So what's business class? More room. I think it's more room, and then you have little perks. like Champagne or something. Well, you get, maybe you get, like, unlimited drinks, food, snacks. I mean, that's more space. better. That's what we did. <laughs> I don't know if it was business class, but it was, like, some kind of upgrade when we came back from our honeymoon. Oh, and okay. if you wait, so if you buy, like, your regular ticket, and if you wait, I don't know, two days before, a day before, if you have the app, it'll ask you if you want to upgrade. Oh. And then it'll ask you how much you're willing to spend. So you can, like, put in your limit. And they'll accept or decline? They accepted for us. It was the best thing we ever did. I wish we did it on the way there. I didn't know that because was a thing. we got unlimited drinks. Girl, I got drunk on the plane. Yeah. I was chilling. It was great because I'm, like, stressed on the plane. I'm, yeah. like, stressed. But it, like, takes the edge off. <laughs> and you get lunch you get snacks you can lean back you have all this space in front of you you have a nicer chair like a comfier seat and then you get like priority like um i think that's what it was called like board? priority you board first you right? board first you leave you're right at the front of the plane so like you're right next to the exit and it's it was like night and day so worth it this is a hack do it 
upgrade. I'm going to try that. That sounds... You've got to. That, that would good. have been fine for me. Like, I don't even need first class. If I could just have that every yeah. time, I'd be fine. Totally fine. Are you one of those people who stand up as soon as the plane lands? No. <laughs> okay, Jess. <laughs> There's two kinds of my people. My anxiety levels, if I'm in a concert, if I'm in a sporting event, if I'm in the movie theater, airplane, anything, I am waiting for everyone to clear the path that's in my like my own lane and like the people in front of me the people behind me when there's enough space for me to be able to exit without having to stop and be sardines i'm fine with waiting i'm patient enough to sit and wait for the entire theater to be gone before i go okay that's a good quality why would i want to stand in sardines with juicy coughs like why when i could just sit hang out talk and then, oh, look at that. There's space that we can actually, like, leave. Yeah, I think we're like that, too. I definitely don't squeeze into the aisle right away. I might stand. It's so cringe. But I don't jut out and try and, like, rush. Like, I'm... But also there's, like, those people that are going from plane to plane and they're in a rush. That's different. But you know what? I don't understand why they wouldn't make an announcement and say anybody with a connection get up first. Why yeah. wouldn't they do that? They never do that. And then I they know. always miss their flight. It's chaos. You'd figure they would do that for those people. But then it's like taking the bags out of... (laughs) (laughs) Smacking yourself. Taking the bags out from the top thing. It's like chaotic. Because everyone's trying to do that. And you're like... It's just you're in everyone's way. I never way. put my bag up there. I always bring a little like carry-on and put it underneath. Same. Because there's no way. There's no way. Same. And they never have room and it's just... It's so stressful. It's awful. It's really awful. Planes are terrible. Do better. (laughs) Here's the next question. If your husband was an actor, would you be okay with him doing a sex scene or an intense makeout scene for a movie? Like, I think so because, first of all, like, you knew what you were getting into. He's an actor. Yeah. When you think about those scenes, there's, like, a whole ass crew in front of you with cameras and people and it's not like that intimate thing that you're thinking it is but there's so many like movies and tv shows where the main two characters get have together. together in real life <laughs> i think it's like a trust thing like it i know trust you trust thing. luca with your life i trust ty as well but like i don't i don't think i'd be comfortable i wouldn't date an actor <laughs> yeah period i probably wouldn't either but, like, let's say Luca all of a sudden, like, someone scouted him on the road, and they're like, you would be so good. And he was like, all right, I'll try it. And, like, he actually was good. Like, because, you're already married to but him. But that's funny, though, because he literally wouldn't. So. What if he suddenly, like, what My if he man, hit his head one day, and then all of a sudden he's like, whoa, I should be an actor? Then I'd be like, who are you, and what did you do with my <laughs> husband? Because he doesn't even want to celebrate his birthday. He hates the attention. He hates the attention. Ty was an actor. An actor. He oh, was, I know. He, was, he like, was in background stuff. He was in the show Rain. He was yeah. one of the guards. Yeah. He's actually in a lot of stuff. I wish I remembered now. But All he was the in, things. He was in a lot of stuff. He used to do that. So it's not that far off. <laughs> it is. I just off. feel like yeah, it's about trust. Yeah. And I wouldn't watch it. I don't know because I just can't imagine myself. Honestly, in that I wouldn't position. be comfortable. I know that's probably gonna sound awful, but I don't think. I think it's weird. I think it's so weird. Well, because it's still you being affectionate with somebody else. Yeah. Right? It's still you. You're, experience, you're there within that kiss, you know. You are there. You're 
<laughs> you <laughs> you're are there. very there. You're very present. <laughs> but it's just like putting it into perspective of like the entire crew is there saying action and not as intimate as it might seem on camera. This next question I came up with because it bothers me. Why is hot chocolate considered to be for kids? The reason why I'm upset about this is because why do I have to feel embarrassed Every time I go through a drive-thru or anytime my friends are like, hey, I'm grabbing a coffee. What do you want? And I'm like, hot chocolate. And they're like, hot chocolate? What are you, five? It's a drink. It's just chocolate You're that's so hot. You're so cute because I was thinking about you the other day specifically about this. Because, because you think I'm a child? No, no. I have hot chocolate at home. Like, Let's say not on Christmas. On a weeknight. Like, not Christmas time. Like, year-round... Oh, no. On a Tuesday night no, in no. spring. No, no. I only ever have hot chocolate around Christmas. I feel like it becomes socially acceptable at Christmas, and that bothers me. Because <laughs> how come Betty over here can have it at Christmas, but once I have it in the summer, she's like, are you four? I I love my hot chocolate. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I get comments, like whenever I post like a hot chocolate haul on Instagram, people DM me and they're like, wow, how old are you? No, hot chocolate's fantastic. In the winter. <laughs> All year round. No. It's just chocolate that's heated up. Yeah, but why do you want that in the spring? I don't know, but people who hate on me, I hope you don't eat gummy bears anymore. I hope you don't have any kind of... I love it when you want hot chocolate. I think it's cute. I think it's pure and wholesome. It's a dessert. It's a it's treat. It's not a dessert. It's a drink that is just like coffee, um, but better and more sugary. Okay, so you want to know something? So I order... Uh, oftentimes I order cafe mochas and that's a mix, mix of hot chocolate and coffee because I need the caffeine sometimes but I could never just drink a coffee I always get a cafe mocha and then in the fall I get like pumpkin spice lattes and stuff but like if I'm having a coffee I always get a cafe mocha I don't even drink coffee ever no, with nothing in it I guess you don't need you don't need it are you I have a heart arrhythmia fatigued <laughs> You fatigued in the day? I'm very tired, always. But yeah, my heart can't handle it. I had an ice cap, like, two months ago, and I had a full-on panic attack. Oh. So I just can't have well, any Well, what coffee. about, like, teas, though? Because they're caffeinated. I have to get decaffeinated tea. Really, Jess? That's fine. Yeah. I just, like, can't relate. <laughs> I just can't relate because I'm so fatigued and I need caffeine, even if it's... Because being pregnant... I've just been having teas, a lot of teas. Like, first thing in the morning, I'll have, like, a green tea. I've been having, like, a green juice booster. Like, it's, like, oh, all your okay. vegetables and, like, vitamins that kind of make you that's energized fantastic. for the day. So, like, I have those. Okay. That's good. So, that's, Super like, foods. my coffee. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, my green, daily that's, green boost. You know what? That's healthier. It is, because I don't just eat, like, Caffeine is, I'm pretty sure caffeine, it, it's not good for you. It's not a good. I think people would argue it. But probably because they're obsessed with coffee. Like, no, like, I swear it's good for your brain cells. No, I don't know anybody who <laughs> thinks coffee's healthy. I don't know. I feel like someone right now could argue that coffee has good benefits. There's, like, coffee scr face scrubs and stuff. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying there's probably those health people who oh, are going to be like, actually. So coffee beans? I don't know. That's what coffee is. They, They're made from coffee No, but beans. the scrubs and stuff, I'm pretty sure it's meant to, like, energize you. Oh, okay. Like, any kind of coffee, skincare bath wash, product. skincare. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be, it's meant to be used, like, in the mornings. <laughs> 
I don't know. I could be so wrong. I don't know either. I'm not a coffee expert. Um, no, me either. I heard this term, and we hear it all the time, but I heard it in a TV show the other day, and I feel like it's a very weird thing to tell someone, but it's very normalized. You clean up well. It sounds offensive, that term. I agree. You clean up well. What, was I dirty before? If ever I've said it, it's been like a joke. Like, it's been like... I'm teasing you because I love you and you're my... You know what I mean? Like, Luca, like, when he, like, puts on a suit, because he never puts on a suit. So if he puts on a suit, I'll be like, you clean up well. So it's supposed to be, like, a joke, sort of. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It's not meant to be like, you clean up well. No, because that's what happened. I saw it in, like, a romance movie or something, and the guy to the girl was like, wow, you clean up well. And I was like, as a joke, as a joke. No, but he wasn't laughing. Like, he was like, wow. Like, it was like a, wow, you clean up really well. And that, I was, like, was it like a Hallmark Christmas movie? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> but I was like, that sounds so offensive. No, it's, it's definitely a a backhanded compliment. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I was like, is this supposed to be serious or is it like, it just seemed weird to me. Like, what was I before? Like a drowned rat? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what was I before? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I, I take it more as like a teasing. Okay. Tease. Have you heard of the new cosmics that McDonald's is doing? You sent me a TikTok about this. Yeah. Seems silly. So I don't get like, it. What's because the point? It's basically they're making a drive through restaurant that is only drinks. And I'm like, what's yeah. the point? Because why don't you just sell those new drinks at McDonald's? Yeah, it's meant to be like a Starbucks copycat thing, I think. It could be for convenience because you know how in the morning people just want a coffee, but they have to wait in line with all the people ordering breakfast. Fair enough, fair Maybe enough. that's like why they're doing it. But apparently, because I'm like, what's the name? What's with Cosmics? And apparently it was a McDonald's character that they had in the right, 1980s. Right. And it was part alien, part surfer, and part robot. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, bringing that back. And it's it looks super retro. Like, the signage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks very mm-hmm. retro. Mm-hmm. I just think it's strange. I think it's time for Canada to get a Shake and Shack here. Shake and Shack? Shake Shack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I don't Wait. know. I actually don't know. Jess, is it Shake Shack or Shake and Shack? I don't think it's Shake and Shack. <laughs> okay, is it That's Shake Shack? That's how you know we're Canadian. I know. Okay, every time I go to the States, I go to Shake Shack. Shake and Shack. Shake Shack. What um, is that? Is it like a burger place? Yeah, it's a burger place with like um, milkshakes and but they were they're like good burgers. We need <laughs> oh, so I many. I want one right now. I wish we had an Olive Garden here. Oh come on, Jess. Really? Oh my gosh, it's so good. I always go there I'm, whenever I like, go to the I'm States. married to an Italian family, and you just said that to me. I'm realizing when I was younger, and I went to school with Italians. And they would make fun of me for, like, going to, like, Eastside Mario's and stuff. I used to think, you know what? Like, you're so, like, entitled, you know? Like, what do you know? Like, you're just you're just going, doing the Italian thing, and you're just making fun of people. And, like, I get it. Like, you have good food. But now that I'm married into an Italian family, and I have those home-cooked meals, you know, they are better than any fake Italian place that could ever like and I mean I mean I cook it better now too like if I go to Eastside Marrows or Olive Garden I cook better than okay, that but not all of us have nice Italian families it is so to go bad to. I think the last time I went there the sauce was like soupy and watery and the pasta wasn't even al dente it was like <laughs> Mush. it was like 
so soft and just like thrown in there. It was like, I just understand now what the whole like hype of like the whole like I'm Italian and like the food is good. My like nonna makes it, mom makes it. And now I'm starting to learn things like by watching my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law cook. And I get it. I get it. I'm not arguing with you. I'm sure it's a million <laughs> times better. There's no there's no comparison, but I like a cheap Alfredo sometimes. I just sometimes. wish everyone could experience cuz I've been there. Like I've been that like Isa Maris was my favorite restaurant growing up. I'm embarrassed. It was my favorite restaurant growing up. I went there every birthday. I thought it was the best. I thought it was the best. And now I'm like yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what I was missing. Well, I never liked Eastside Mario's. By the way, I don't think I think that's a Canadian thing. It's just like no, a I know, cheap but Italian Olive Garden is like, is like the that. same the thing. Equivalent. It's the same thing. Okay, I've only been to Olive Garden I think twice in my life, so maybe I just it's and been just a while. Because you love pasta the I way I love pasta, and I just I want to show you a better way. I go to authentic places. It's just they're more expensive and they're not like at your fingertips. Like, Olive Gardens are everywhere. It's still not the same as, like... I'm sure it's not. It's not the same as, like, Nona's house. I won't argue that like, at all. I I don't know. I just wish everyone could experience it for themselves so they could really... Even Heather, because my best friend is a chef, and I was like, I love the cheese capoletti. I love cheese capoletti. She was like, no. That's where I want to go. And she'd be like, I'm not going to a place where I could make the food better. And now I get it. Okay. Now I get it. Fair. Why are you going to spend, like, 25 bucks on a bowl of pasta... When you could just make it 10 times better. Okay, I'll come to your house then if I'm getting fettuccine. <laughs> make me a good pasta. I'll give you, I'll make you a good, like, chicken Alfredo. You like the chicken in it? Yeah. I can air fry that chicken, make it, it nice and crispy. Do it. I'm coming to your house. Oh, I Proved can't to wait. Me. No, you're a good cook. I already know you're a good cook. But I feel like you haven't really tasted my. I've tasted your cooking. I've tasted your baking. I've tasted your like appetizers and stuff. And you were cooking during COVID. Yeah. Like we all had like a day of the week and you made that really good shrimp. That was so good. I forgot what it was. And I learned that from my mother-in-law. Really? That shrimp was amazing. There is so, there's so much that I have learned from Luca's family. I'm very grateful. That's good. Very, very good. And it's simple things. It's, but it's simple things. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing it. It's simple things that can really change a recipe for, like, truly the better. Yeah. And every time, I'm not going to lie, every time I've gone to, like, Airbnbs with Monica, my sister-in-law, I watch her cook. And I, like, learn. Because I know that she watches her mom cook and she learns. It's an art. (laughs) It's an art. What can I say? It's an art. I love how we got to this from Cosmics. (laughs) Well, because you said Olive Garden, because I was like, oh, I want Shake and Shack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I I think it's Shake Shack. (laughs) Comment down below. Oh, my gosh. Shake Shack. I just want a Shake Shack. It's so good. But, yeah, Olive Garden, no, 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 no. All right, fine. I'm sorry. I love you so much. I will change your mind. Okay. Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go see it? No, no. It has your favorite guy in it. I love Timothy Chalamet, and I hope he had fun filming it. But no. I'm happy for him beautiful do you prefer the original or the johnny depp willy wonka both i like both okay i'm over the wonka thing i feel like do something really different with it i think they are though i think they're making it a whole new i don't think they're following the same plot No, but it's like okay i get it like you're like a whimsical like willy wonka (laughs) is like a whimsical like happy guy like do something creepy maybe well something dark speaking of creepy and dark 
the tunnel scene from the original Willy Wonka. <laughs> you cannot get over this. Gene Wilder. I've talked about this so many times, but we need to talk about it again. The tunnel scene with the rowing song, okay? Do you know the lyrics? When he's, like, doing the poem? Yeah. As you're going through the tunnel, it flashes images on the side yeah, of the like wall. like bugs and stuff. Yeah, so I wrote down, a millipede walks across a guy's face, a giant human eye, a beheaded chicken. Beheaded. This is a kid's movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Animals eating other animals. And then, like, close-ups of, like, spiders and, like, their fangs and stuff like that, okay? Mm-hmm. As he's going through, this is one of the lines, not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing by the fires of hell a-glowing. Okay? Interesting. Another interesting fact that I found is that the actual actors that were in the boat were getting disturbed by the way that he was acting and saying the lines because apparently when they were practicing it, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was supposed to be more whimsical and stuff like that. I remember exactly how he said it. He flipped it and made it into more of a dark and disturbing thing. And what's funny is that it says they were worried he was actually going loopy. Like, they worried about him. Like, is he okay? This is ridiculous. <laughs> what do you mean? This is ridiculous. You're Those like, are the lines they gave him to say. How is he not supposed to make it creepy? They're creepy lines. Maybe he could have just... Maybe it would have been weirder. I don't know. It is a creepy scene. I never understood why, what the point of the scene is. Yeah. That's the only creepy part about it, though. That's the only creepy scene But that's why it's weird, because if the whole vibe of the movie was like that, I'd be like, oh, okay. So I think maybe if they made a vibe like that. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I have so much appreciation for the original. So much. That's the one we watched growing up. Yeah. The Johnny Depp one. Tim Burton, right? Tim Burton. Yeah, and I think it's goofier, isn't it? I loved that one because they, like, show him going to different parts of the world to, like, find different things, which I loved. How he found the Oompa Loompas and, like, all of that. And then they also showed him as a kid growing up with his, like, creepy dad, like, his strict dad who was a dentist. And, like, all of that, which gave it sort of, like, a little bit of a dark spin i guess a little bit because he had like a hard life tim burton you know there's gonna be some dark yeah like that i mean that one was so good the music's good in it (laughs) you know it johnny depp's funny i'm I'm just over i feel like if i had a kid for sure i'd take i'd take ophelia to see wonka especially this time of year yeah absolutely i would take ophelia to willy wonka that's gonna be so exciting like when you have ophelia and you guys can go to like movie nights and like she'll be so excited oh you know we were actually looking at luca and i had our christmas date night Mm -hmm. because i think i've said this on the podcast already we don't really buy each other gifts anymore we have like Experiences. experiences and we wanted to do it early because we don't know when the baby's gonna come we're like looking at things to do because there's not a lot i can do right now yeah so we went to dinner and i was like looking up like movies to see if there was anything to watch and there's like nothing on right now that i want to watch but when we were looking we saw that they were playing the polar express mm-hmm. but it was like a 10 30 a.m show so it's like for families and yeah. kids but i got so pumped because i was like imagine if we like took ophelia to see the polar express in the movie theater like how we saw it yeah that'd be amazing and like we saw it when we were so young that's a good way to view it too yeah it's the best way to view it yeah and like you're going in the morning you're like avoiding like the crowds you're home before dark it's ideal i can't wait i can't wait to do that kind of stuff with my kid Okay, this is the segment. Do you consider this to be rude or not? 
Okay. <laughs> is it rude if someone doesn't reply to a text message within the day? No. Are you someone who replies quickly? Uh, yeah, I think I am. I can Reasonably. understand if it takes you a couple days, but at the same time, it's like you're telling me at no point. Like, how long is a day? Right. Well, you said within a day. Within the day. So it's not clarified that it's taking. Sure, let's more say twenty-four hours. You're telling me in twenty-four hours you don't have a second. Okay, no, no, no. In twenty, but that's not a day. That's a day like, is twenty-four hours. Well, twenty-four. So let's the say night. let's say within twenty-four hours, or like if you text them within in the morning, twenty-four hours you should reply. Yes, I agree. When I was thinking day, I was thinking like nine to five. <laughs> No, no, no. You know what I mean? people are working. I understand. Like, if you send someone a text in the morning and they don't get back to you until the night, that's fine. A hundred percent. That's what I mean. Like, hours is but, fine. like, sometimes, and there's people in my life, and I love you guys, but it, it takes a week. <laughs> and at that point, it's like, what we were talking about, who cares? What's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'm a quick texter, and, like, I will prioritize certain people, like you... Mm-hmm my parents tie Mm -hmm. if my friends are texting me you will hear back from me in 24 hours you will 24 hours definitely yes yeah because otherwise if i don't do that it will stress me out same and i'll feel anxious i'm like why is this still sitting here why haven't i answered it and i'm stressed out yeah because then i have to keep thinking about reminding myself to text them back i feel like it's more stressful this literally happened to me last night i got a text from a client and Luca was like, it's Sunday, don't reply, like, wait until tomorrow, a Monday, and whatever. And thinking about and it. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just going to think about it. Okay. I would feel better replying, knowing I had gone back to that person, yeah. than, like, avoiding it and thinking about it. And, like, I know I shouldn't be taking things personally, but if someone's taking a week, I automatically think, like, not a priority. I'm not a priority. They really don't care about the conversation mm-hmm. or what I had to ask or mm-hmm. say. The worst is when they have their red receipts on. <laughs> yeah. Why do people put red receipts oh, on? Oh, it's Are terrible. Are you insane? Take it off. Take it off every time. No, I need to know if you're someone who does this, why do you put them on? Why? Because if you don't answer right away, they'll be like, saw at 11 a.m. And it's like three days Even later. Instagram, it's so bad because I don't think you can take it off of Instagram if you see it. But message. I won't click. If I'm not ready to talk, I won't click. But on have it. you ever accidentally clicked on yes. it? You're like, oh, now I have to reply. Yeah. Right away. But why red receipts? It's terrible. But what is it conveying to that person? Okay, so you read it, <laughs> you saw it, but you didn't respond. Mm. It's almost worse. Because if you don't have them on, you can just be like, oh, they must be working or they're out and about. They haven't even seen it yet. Well, that's the that's the left on red. <laughs> like, it, that's a meme, you know? Yeah. I was left on red. I just don't get it. Why like, I remember you? leaving my red receipts on in, like, high school because I wanted people to know that I read it oh, and didn't reply. So it's kind of vindictive. Yeah, I left them on red. Okay. <laughs> you know? But no, take your red receipts off. I would do the thing where you just send, like, K. <laughs> Which is probably worse. <laughs> oh my god, I sent Kay to Heather once and she called me and screamed at me because she was like, don't you ever K me. This is like in high school. <laughs> it must be a millennial thing, like the dot 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 and the K. I know. I don't think anyone does it anymore. Older people do it and I don't think they understand what it means. Oh, like the boomers. Yeah. They do the dot dot dot. They'll be like, okay, dot dot dot. If like we made plans and I'm like, oh, they'll say what did something I say? dot dot dot. And then I'll be like, is this I know. deep? And it's not. It's not deep. They just do it. It's weird. Yeah, Ty was saying that too because we text like, you know, like our contractors and stuff and like try and figure out scheduling. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, sure, I'll be there, dot dot dot. And it's like, 
do you not want to be there? Like, do you? Oh, no, it's. <laughs> I know, it's just. I think, I think millennials for sure read into texts way too deeply. Yeah. Way, way, way too There's deeply. Which there. is why I'm glad that the Gen Z generation has brought into play the word, the word notes. What is it called? The voice, voice notes. notes. Yeah. I love voice notes. If I can send a voice note, I will. I'm not really a voice note girly. Love it. It kind of gives me anxiety because so I feel much like easier. I feel like I'll mess up talking and then I'll have to redo it. Well, but I wouldn't send a voice note to just anyone. I'd send it to you, send it to a friend. You know what I mean? Like not just anybody, not like a client or something. Yeah. Like close people that I don't care if I mess up what I say. <laughs> okay, we have a lot of these questions. <laughs> okay, let's get <laughs> okay. into it. Is it rude if someone takes something from someone's plate without asking? Depends on who it is. If it's me and you, girl, dig in. It really does depend on your relationship. I feel like overall, yes, it's rude. People are very weird about their food. I think you and I still ask each other. I don't think I would just do it. I would do it to Luca every time. Oh, me, yeah. I'll do it to Luca every time. I don't care. He hates it. I'll do it anytime. I feel like I would do it with you. I do it with Dad. I'll take a fry. Depends on who it is. If it's Luca, I don't ask. If it was anyone else, I'd probably ask while doing it. <laughs> like, I'd probably, like, can I have yeah, a yeah. <laughs> It's already in the food. Oh, my gosh. People, some people really, really hate that, though. You have to be careful. But also, like, if you're not my husband or my sister, you better get a clean fork. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You better, like, start over. Grab something new. Because if you're putting your I'm fork... I'm all about sharing food. Like, I, I want to taste everything. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's fine. You know, like as long some as people everyone... are like, no, my my plate is my plate. Do not touch. Do some not people touch. are like that, and I respect. A lot it. of people are like, but that. I respect that. Oh, totally. I have OCD. Like I get I it. I get it. I understand. You don't want my food. You want your food. Yeah, got it. It also depends on what kind of food it is, because if it's like easy finger foods, that's different. <laughs> but like if you're digging into my soup, oh, n- <laughs> soup. What the hell, <laughs> soup? That, like, changed everything. Like, anything that's, like, that's kind of That's not even at all what I was thinking about. Soup? Soup, hell no. Or, like, mashed potatoes. I would never try anyone's soup. Because <laughs> they kind of dribble back I in. I would not want anyone to try my soup. That's where I draw the line. I was thinking, like, bowl of pasta. Yeah, something easy. Salad. Fries. Soup. <laughs> wrap. Nachos. Not soup yeah, or like chili or like something that's Ew. like kind of liquidy at the Who, same like, time are you eating soup and chili right now yeah actually not chili I mean, but it is like winter we so. do like a, a black bean um it's called like a mexican <laughs> <Bean>. like <laughs> <laughs> <Why are> you <laughs> laughing because you call him bean i call my husband bean yes we do like <laughs> we get rice salsa black beans corn and it's made with brown rice yeah goat cheese mm. and chicken and it's like a it's almost like a dip because we even get some oh um, yeah but it's really good you for should you. put sour cream in that That'd i do good. sometimes luca used to make chili and it was so good but ever since i got ibs you they can't s- i it. can't have beans or legumes is it legumes or legumes legumes i think legumes <laughs> i can't have beans or legumes so like no chickpeas no black beans none of it i wonder if that's why i no get lentils. acid reflux i get acid reflux from that I feel like what bothers my stomach is dairy. Dairy Dairy bothers bothers my stomach stomach as well. A lot of things bother my stomach. I can't have Brussels sprouts. We should do a whole segment on IBS, to be honest. It's honestly devastating. (laughs) There's a lot to learn about. Food that I love. A lot of people have it and don't know it. And they're like, why does my stomach hurt all the time? 
because you got IBS. And it didn't even start until like the last four years. Yeah, same. It, it's like, like a, it's me, like a like getting a older thing. Yeah, it was awful, awful. We're both going to say the same thing here, but is it rude if you're at someone's house and they don't offer you a drink? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so rude. If you're hosting someone, you got to feed them, give them, you know, sustenance. <laughs> that is so, so, so rude. But I will admit, sometimes I've, in the first 30 minutes, because I'm so, like, rushed with getting everyone in and sorted, I do forget sometimes. I'd say within the first hour, 100% I will. But sometimes uh, yeah. the first 20 minutes, like, and, like, mom, <laughs> if she's over, she'll be like, have you offered them a drink yet? And I'm like, they just walked in. Oh I'm not even, my brain is not even wrapped around that yet. But, like, mom is a good host, and you know that as soon as you walk into her house, she's like, wine? Yeah. Water? What? Oh, I walked into her house the other day, and she had already made me a cocktail. Sometimes she's holding them. Yeah. So as you walk in, like, you're being handed it. <laughs> I will never be that host. No. But I appreciate them. I usually have a spread ready. Appetizers, charcuterie. Well, we had a Christmas party yesterday or two days ago, and we already had a punch out. So, like, yeah, you just go yeah. and, like, Well, yourself. no, you're very good at, like, hosting people, and yeah. there's a party. You have a spread laid out. Oh, of course I have a spread. You're good. I'm you're good. good. This one is, will probably open a bigger conversation. Is it rude if people ask you when you're having kids? I think it's a yes. I think yes. it's about the... I think it's rude because you don't know what someone's when going through. When you're having kids? When. Yeah, like, when are you I having think, kids? Okay, I think when, yeah, it's rude. Not if, it's... No, when, when. When is rude, yes. Some people could try for years and years. And That's it's what a I mean. sensitive subject. You don't know what they've or been through. Or they've had miscarriages. Yep. They could be doing IVF, which is really difficult and hard on your body. Their marriage or relationship, if they're not married, could be very much falling apart because of it or they don't want kids it could be a health reason i mean these are mine like i don't really want kids right now at least i have a lot of health issues and then if you say no they're like why no i feel like okay when are you having kids it's like a loaded question i feel like there's judgment there there's like why does it matter when But i even think the question like are you having kids or like do you have children at home because i find it's become too comfortable of a question like i literally went to get my ct scan done mm -hmm. the woman's putting my my iv in and she's like so you have kids at home no. no i just feel like it's a strange question that a lot of strangers ask people mm-hmm and especially because, you know, they know I'm 30 now, right? And people can see it. Doctors see it on your form. And it's really, like, the first thing they do for small talk. It's like, oh, kids, like, how many kids do you have? And I'm always like, I don't have any. And then it becomes awkward. You know what so I mean? So I have clients every day that we could spend hours and hours together. And I like to get to know them. They like to get to know me. If there's a comfortability there in order for me to maybe ask if they have kids or whatever usually i don't ask do you have kids they usually tell me if they have kids yeah on that's their own. different i won't can... ask if they have kids already i would yeah if we're talking about future stuff if we're talking about relationships marriages stuff like that it'll come up like if you don't mind me asking like do you guys want to have kids do you plan on is that something you want like i don't know i feel like without the heavy weight of like when are you having kids? Why don't you want to have kids or whatever? Yeah. Like, it's more of like, I'm just trying to get to know you. And if they were like, no, or like, I don't know, or like, not now or whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. 
maybe yeah. I've just had really awkward conversations. Like, I, I and maybe that's why I've become intention. uncomfortable with it because, you know, it's like you get married and right after you you get married, people start asking that question and not everyone's on the same path. Yeah. You know, and so it becomes awkward for me because if I say no, it's like, you know how much time? Like, you're 30. Like, when's mm. it happening? And it, and it becomes like a judgment thing, right? And then it's also like, why don't you want to have kids? Like, they'll change your life. Like, they'll... And it's like, they will for the people who want to have them. Of course. There has to be a passion there. Otherwise, why are you becoming a, a mom? Oh, my gosh. Let me be very, very clear about this. Like, if you are not sure if you want to have kids or you're kind of indifferent about it or you feel like you know i never really wanted to have kids but there's like a pressure or whatever wait don't have them you need to be sure this has to be your decision it can't be a pressured thing like you have to really want kids because that is a lifelong sentence and your life will forever change your identity will forever change you are no longer living for yourself you're living for those beings I can understand wholeheartedly why someone would not want to do that because that's not easy and it's extremely hard. There are too many people having kids that don't want to have kids. And then you're going to bring trauma. Your kid's going to go through it because they will know that you did not want that life path. Kids know they're smart. They can sense it. They can feel it. The moms who are miserable, who complain about their kids. Oh, my gosh. I see so many moms, like, in the salon. Either they, like, really love their kids. And I see it. Like, I see the ones that just, like, love their kids. And then the ones that are always... And I'm I'm saying, like, every time they come in, every time they come in, they're bitching about their kids. And it's so cringy because then all I can think of is, like, why did you have them? Yeah. Why did you have your kids? I mean, there's accidents that happen right there are options that you can go through if you really really don't want to have it obviously i feel like with me if it happens i'm gonna take that as it's meant to be and ty and i will go through with it and i think we will find happiness in that i feel like we're not trying mostly for health reasons Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so if it happens in my life it happens it's a huge decision but we're not we're not trying And I don't know if we ever will. Yeah. I feel like a conversation like this should be had with close friends that are comfortable and will tell each other deep, dark things and, like, close things. Like, I feel like it's okay to have conversations like this with people that you're close with, that you feel comfortable with. When it's strangers or distant relatives or, like, the family dinner at Christmas and, like, somebody across the table is interrogating you about why you haven't had kids yet and all of that. There is a intention there that is judgment. It is judgment. Because back then, for them, it was an expectation. It for, was like, quick, quick, quick. It was an expectation for women especially and men, like, find yourself a wife, find yourself a husband, settle down, have children, have a family. It doesn't even matter who you are, where you came from, or whether you wanted to do it or not. That was the expectation. And I feel like nowadays, there's so much you can do and so much you can be. If you're happy living a life with your husband or even single mm-hmm. without kids and you're career focused and whatever, and that's that makes you happy and you can see long-term future self happy future self happy i'm talking like old decrepit (laughs) you don't have kids and you're okay with that if you're truly okay with your future self 
imagining what life looks like without kids and you're great with it, fantastic. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, you you always say, like, you you don't think you want to be a mom, but you'd be a great aunt. I believe that. No, my life goal is to just be a great aunt. You would be, like, a, you're going to be I am the so best excited. aunt. And it might change me. Like, yeah. I was telling Ty, I'm like, maybe once we see Ophelia, I'm going to be like, I need one now. Yeah. So, like, you never know what's going to happen. Never say never. Exactly. But I like how you explained people not wanting kids because they have other focuses and stuff because I feel like a lot of the time it's such a nice way to put it because some people are like well they're not mature enough or they're not meant to be you know what I mean like it becomes like a maturity thing and stuff like that but it's just people have different priorities and passions and you can be mature in different places that you go in life and everyone has strengths and weaknesses too yeah I feel like I was born to be a mom yeah I totally I, agree. I really feel like I was born to be a mom. I mean, I love my job. I love what I do. But, like, I'm realizing now, like, this is my this is my meaning in life. Like, yeah. truly. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting this since I was a and kid. And I, I think that's beautiful, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that. And I'm, I'm so excited to see you actively, like, being a mom. And Aww. I'm going to get emotional. I know. Me too. But I feel like you're also... Because I feel like I'm going on this journey of being a mom. I feel like I'm, like, healing a lot of things Mm -hmm. in my life and, like, in my soul, becoming a mom. And I feel like you are healing, too, throughout my journey of becoming a mom because you're going to be an aunt. That is so true. That is so true. And you're, like, we're so close that I feel like you are just as attached, just as invested in this journey with me. And you're going to be there for everything that I feel like you're going on this healing journey with Mm -hmm. me through this experience together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Totally, yeah. She's going to be my whole world, so... I don't want to get emotional. See? Do you see? Like, this is... I love you so much. I love you. But I feel like there are people in this world that maybe they don't have kids of their own, but they act as such an important piece yeah. in a child's life. Yeah. And that's going to be you. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> if we keep talking about this, we're going to be bawling. I know. <laughs> we are so damn emotional. Oh, my gosh. We're just... We're always crying. But yeah, bottom line... Be respectful of people's yeah. wants, and 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 it's such a huge decision. And I feel like more people should take it seriously, and more people should put more thought into whether they want to do it or not. Yeah, because once you do it, there's no getting out you of it. You can't turn back, and it's not the kid's fault. The kid is here. You decided. You made a decision. You made a choice. You got to get go through with it now. Yeah. Figure it out. Be a good parent. Be a good parent, no matter what. They did not choose to, to be, be here. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it rude to cancel plans last minute? <laughs> um, <laughs> it depends. Because <laughs> it depends. What are the plans? It depends what the plans are. If there's tickets, if there's money, if there's investing. Sure. If, all of that. I think that if there's sucks. money involved and it's a huge thing that you've planned for months and months. If it's a months, trip. Yeah. If it's like something bigger than just a hangout. Listen, like I've canceled last minute for reasons like IBS. Mm-hmm. Um, stomach problems, period pain. Yep. Like, and I stand by that. And if somebody were to cancel for any of those reasons, I would be so empathetic. 
I would be so yeah. like, you know what, girl? That's fine. Like, actually, I'm relieved, probably. Yeah. I think it's different <laughs> if you're canceling plans to do something better. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a whole different... And you see them hanging out oh, with no, someone no, no, else. Oh, no, 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 That's not a good friend. I think it's also even not great <laughs> if you're canceling last minute because you're just not interested anymore. I think that was going to hurt the other person. I mean, you do you. Oh, this is a way darker than I thought. No, but those are the things <sighs> I feel like are not okay. But as someone who is chronically ill, I have a lot of mental yeah. health issues, I have debilitating anxiety. Right. I am a last minute cancel canceler. And it's just gonna be like that. If the weather isn't good, mm-hmm. you're canceling. I am checking the weather before any time I drive. Yeah. And if it has one warning, <laughs> if it's heavy snow, hard uh, to see because of the fog, bad thunderstorms with potential torrential downpour with um tornado warning and tornado watch (laughs) black ice freezing rain i'm not doing it i agree what's the point i totally agree safety first we can reschedule i think we all need to be more understanding when it comes to canceling plans if they are good reasons and i feel like a lot of the time they will be right i feel like people are too quick to get angry and upset (sighs) anything like what you said about oh like canceling plans because you're no longer interested canceling plans so that because you got a better offer and you want to do something else i had an ex-friend do that to me once and we ended up at the same club (laughs) i remember that we're no longer friends yeah don't blame you that to me is uh no that is so bad 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 so shitty so shitty yeah you're selfish and you're a narcissist if you do that (laughs) Like, no, seriously, because it's like what's benefiting me in this moment and despite my friendship and relationship with that other person. Yeah. Because then it's it that shows is... you don't care. You don't prioritize me. You don't care about yeah. me. Our time together doesn't matter to you. Why are we friends? What karma, though, that you ran into that girl? <laughs> and I called her. I was like, when I ran into her, I was like, oh, I thought, like, you weren't going out tonight or whatever because she lied. She lied and said she wasn't going out. Yeah. And I was so upset. I was, like, fuming. Of course, if there's alcohol involved, too, I'm, like, extra fuming. I asked her to come outside and talk to me, and she wouldn't. And we never spoke again. Because I was going to confront her and be like, why? Yeah, well, she she had nothing to defend herself, so she's like, no. Yeah, and she never, like, fought for our friendship or anything. Because I stopped talking to her, she stopped talking to me, and I expressed that night how hurt I was truly how hurt I was and also like embarrassed because I'm like what is it about me that you didn't want to come out with me yeah you know what I mean and she couldn't she didn't have the will to have a conversation with me about it so clearly she doesn't care yeah and then you're you're gone from and what's worse about this friendship is like I've dropped everything I brought her to the hospital once when she didn't have anybody I stayed with her overnight when she had kidney stones and she was on medication she was nervous I went grocery shopping for her so she didn't have to do it I made her meals while she was recovering like all of that stuff I did for her and insane and this is that's how what, she treats how you. it ended <laughs> this is how it ended but well, that's why she's gone bye she is no longer here goodbye uh, this next one mandy is it rude to expect a tour of someone's house when you go there for the first no. time no no i'm not interested in giving one is it rude to expect a tour when you go to someone's oh, house oh so, yes as in yes it is rude and when I, I was saying no as in don't yeah don't give a tour yeah I used to do that when I was a kid and my friends would come over at, like, mom and dad's house. Yeah. 
like I could understand doing that if you live in a freaking mansion and everything's nice all the time. Like, mom, make sure everything's nice all the time at her house. Millennials, no, we have secret closets, Stopped. secret rooms yeah. where everything is chaotic and messy. And but like some, it's why like you don't need to see my bedroom. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to see where I sleep. It's not that nice. Yeah, it a hundred percent should be up to the host. You should not be walking into someone's house and being expecting like, a Can tour. Can I have a tour? And listen, if the host says yes, you follow them where the host goes and you listen to what the host wants to show you. Because I had someone who came to my house <laughs> and asked for a tour, mm-hmm. and I knew that my bedroom was messy and it wasn't ready for anyone to see, so I kept that door closed. And I was like, listen, like the house is messy in some areas. I'll show you the guest rooms. I'll show you my office. I'll show you the rest of the house, the backyard, whatever. And they're like, okay. And I'm bringing them through the house. We go to pass my bedroom. The door's closed because I said, hey, like it's messy in there. I'm not comfortable showing you. Did they not just go and open the door anyway and walk in? Are you okay? What that, do you Okay, mean? well, that's entitlement, first of all. that's That person has and entitlement issues. As they were reaching for the doorknob, I was like, please don't go in there. Like I said, oh, that's it is messy. Okay. And they said, I don't care. I want to see it. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky I wasn't there. You know who I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> you know, if my house is in a good state and I just cleaned it and everything looks great, yeah. yeah. But there are times when you're like rushing and you don't have time and you just have time to clean the living room area where everyone's gonna be and the bathrooms that's my main priority the bathrooms the living room my main priorities when people come over if i have the studio room or the bedroom shut you don't go in there yeah that's first of all those are private areas your whole house is your private area though yeah like that it's so personal like the baby room is always clean right now because yeah, it looks you pristine. Show. I have to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm fine with showing people the baby room. And I was but just there. I should have gone and seen it. Yeah. I was just at your house. Yeah, the baby room's always open, ready for people to come in there. It's nice and neat and new and wonderful. But my bedroom? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's normally what mine is. <laughs> yeah. Is it rude to bring an uninvited plus one to an event? Guess it depends on the event. Because usually when we have parties and stuff, we're like, oh, bring significant others. It's fine. You can't do that at like a wedding or like a, a event that's being paid for. An event for plates space and stuff like that. Plates and chairs Restaurant. And, and all of that. Or even an intimate gathering. You know, like if it's like you and me and like yeah. randomly you bring somebody and didn't warn <laughs> me or anything. <laughs> no. But that is still weird. A ran- like if you invited if you me for a girl's night and I was like, Ty's here. I even think that's a little bit strange. I, I know he's my like, husband. Yeah. I feel like it's more so if you, it's a stranger. Yeah. If it's a stranger in an intimate setting and no other significant others are there, or if it's a, a planned event with, like, limited chairs, limited plates, all of that. But usually, like, we're pretty chill with, like, parties and stuff. If but you're also, coming alone, you it's fine to bring a friend or fine to bring a lover or whatever but let's flip it if you're the one doing the inviting and there's a married couple and you're only inviting one of them i feel like that is a problem and that happens but that's what i mean though when i say like if you're throwing the party you almost always say significant others bring your significant others usually people get a plus one 
for anything really usually yeah. unless it's like an all girls night or it's an intimate thing so i think it it's really circumstantial but i also feel like you shouldn't just bring anyone to anyone's house without a heads up there should be some kind of heads up yeah I just think so it's you know rude. i'm bringing my friend just yeah. so you know i'm bringing you know what i mean don't just show up like you own the place this is timothy like <laughs> don't just show up like you own the place <laughs> Okay, this next one's obvious. We've talked about this. Is it rude to show up empty-handed to a party or event? <laughs> yes. In our opinion, it's just how we were raised. Always bring a bottle of wine or something, flowers, even if it's like three cookies that you baked. It's always nice to a come dish. to a house with something, especially if the host is cooking you dinner or providing some sort of mm-hmm. drinks or something. Bring something. It's it's nice to come with something. Or at least call ahead of time and say, Hey, what can I bring? What do you need? Just common common courtesy. Yeah. Um, is it rude to not tip a waiter or bartender? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I think so. I think they really depend on their tips. They get, you know, mm-hmm. a smaller wage and it's always nice. Even if it's a small amount. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can tip, tip what crazy you can. amounts. Tip what you can. Even if it's two dollars. I mean that's something, you know? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? You know, sometimes if someone gives me like a dollar tip, I'm like, just keep it. Oh, but I think it also depends on what you're doing as well. Oh, like the service that you're The providing. service that you're receiving. Right. right. When you're a hairdresser, sometimes you're doing stuff for three to four hours, right? So I think when that's the case, you're tipping higher. Yeah. If people are spending a lot of time. I agree. Is it rude to not eat everything on your plate at someone's house? <laughs> No. No, I don't think so. Okay, when it comes to food... Let people eat what, what they you want. Do what you can. Like, yeah. That's don't a, be weird. It's a touchy subject. It is. Yeah, I don't think anybody should judge how the way somebody eats. I don't know. I, that's touchy. It is weird. I have been to restaurants where if I don't finish my plate, the waiter or waitress will come up and be like, oh, just finish it. Or like, I'll come back and make sure that side of your plate's Oh, no, that's gone. weird. And like, they won't take it until I've eaten it. Now, that happened when I was maybe 13 or 14 and it happened a couple times and I think it was when I was kind of very very borderline anorexic but like still like you can't just force someone to finish their food you know when I worked at Moxie's there was this girl like this waitress that came back with empty plates and she was like ew that's so disgusting and we were like what and she was like how can someone eat a whole bowl of pasta like that yeah like why are you walking around judging people like you're in the wrong line of work if you're like a waitress yeah, and I was like gonna say so she judging, was disgusted they finished, they finished it. it yeah okay yeah. i guess she loves food waste like what do you mean <laughs> yeah that's I, crazy i don't like that people should just mind their own business when it comes to food yeah unless there's somebody's like in danger hurting themselves or whatever right of course all in all just Mind your own business. Mind your business. Is it rude to RSVP under 24 hours for the event? I think it just depends on what it is. Wait, hold on. Is it rude to RSVP under Under 24 hours from the event? A little. So like the night before, like let's say like a family of four is like, actually we're coming. I'm fine with like last minute. I'd rather you be there than not be there. But at my house, yeah, whatever. Come, Come if you can or don't. It's decency because usually the night before we're getting the food we're going grocery shopping we're getting the drinks we're getting ready it should be like under 48 hours at least also depends Week on what of. it is like a wedding you can't do that no <laughs> you know no. like 
Oh, hell no. But but weddings and stuff like that, I feel like there's a deadline on which you can RSVP. Yeah. Yeah. You should give people at least, like, a couple days before or the week of if it's that last minute because that person's getting ready for the party. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like all these questions, like, they're very dependent. Circumstantial. They are circumstantial. Let's get into three bizarre Christmas facts that I found. The first one's funny because you were talking about how Luca doesn't like sort of like your happy-go-lucky like modern Christmas songs like you were saying he likes the good good king Wenceslas and stuff like that like the old like we three kings kind of catholic <laughs> like Christmas Irish carols yeah he's very traditional and if it's instrumental even better so it's funny because one of the first kind of weird things that I found was on the good king Wenceslas song <gasps> Listen so, up, Luca. Here we go. <laughs> Listen, Luca. So it says Wenceslas was murdered on his brother's orders. Okay. So after this nice little song, he was killed on his brother's orders. It says he was stabbed repeatedly with a lance while praying and he was dismembered right in front of the church. So next time you're listening to Good King Wenceslas, he met a very brutal end. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? The song will never be the same. Oh, no. Luca. Luca. He didn't know. I'm sure he didn't. I didn't know it. No. On his brother's orders. That's even worse. (laughs) And in front of a church while he was praying. I mean, if that's how you're going to go, it's probably a good way to go if you're praying. Yeah, a church. God was ready for him. (laughs) I'm just like, come on to heaven. It's way better than down here. (laughs) (laughs) This one is unhinged. Okay. In the 1700s, Carolers would sometimes break down doors and demand food and drink from residents. Break down doors? Yeah. Oh my god. They would sometimes threaten violence, destroy property, and sing songs with lyrics such as, We've come here to claim our right, and if you don't open your door, we'll lay it flat upon the floor. So... These people, they're hungry, okay? It's back in the 1700s. It's winter. They're hungry. They, they're diseased. They're they're struggling, okay? They go. They put on their little things. They go sing in front of doors, in front of rich people's houses. And if they don't get offered food and stuff, they go, listen, we just sang you a song. Let us in. Give us some dinner. We know you're eating Christmas dinner. We'll, we'll come through your windows. We'll come through your doors. Like, they start getting, like, aggressive. So it starts with, like, you know, a cute little Christmas song to, like, let us in. We need some turkey immediately. You know what I mean? And so all the rich people in their houses are like, oh, my gosh, like, what do we do? They're going to attack us. So sometimes they would literally come to the door with baskets of bread to be like, if you're singing here, bread for you, bread for you, bread for you. Fair (laughs) enough. Is that fair, though? No, no one should behave that way. It's so unhinged. But I, I can understand greeting them at a do- at the door with breath. <laughs> like you're singing Good King Wenceslas, and then it's over, and it's like, all right, guys, let's go. Oh, my gosh. It's like, it's like hurry before they finish their song. Get the bread, Get Betty. The- They're breaking in. Oh, my God, I did not know this. Yeah, imagine you're just sitting in your living room eating Christmas dinner and like, oh, the heads everybody pop Everybody move, up. everybody move. <laughs> you see these heads pop through the window and they're singing. No, and you're at, like, at that oh, point, no. I feel like that you should be ready at the door with a basket. A lot of people were. They learned the hard way. That's terrifying. That's but, like, not good. What if you didn't have a family and you were just up in your room? You're a rich old lady. Your husband died. <laughs> you're up there just, I don't know, well, knitting. If you're rich, have that basket ready, girl. <laughs> but what if you're like, what if you're like sick? 
There is no way that this was a common thing. It's a common thing, and that's why they got, like, stuff at the door. <sighs> so next time you hear a caroler, remember how it all began. <laughs> and the last one is about the Nutcracker. It's a surprisingly creepy tale. Like of course. Tr- I always no, knew that. The true story? In, like, the real story. I'm not talking about, like, Barbie Nutcracker. <laughs> I know we love that movie. <laughs> Something about the Rat King. In the original tale, a seven-year-old girl named Marie slices her arm open after being startled by a vision of her toy nutcracker coming to life okay we're starting off a little brutal okay violent so yada 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 the story goes on she eventually gets whisked away into the doll kingdom to marry him she is seven years old (sighs) and she marries a full-grown man nutcracker whatever he is these are you know what stories from this time it's always like this. Well, yeah. Wasn't that like Snow White? Snow White was a child. There's a lot of stories where they're like under 10. They're children. And yeah. you're like, what are you? It's very disturbing. But it was common. It was very common. Pocahontas, too, I think, as well. Well, Pocahontas is a, a long story in itself of lots of stuff that is wrong oh, with that. Oh, a thousand percent. But she was also a child. Now the Nutcracker is a little disturbing to me. I thought it was kind of like a cute tale of like, we're running away from mice and I have a Nutcracker There's boyfriend. There's a lot of Disney stories that actually come from That Grimm. could be its own podcast, honestly. Because like the real stories of... All the little things that you think you know and love, but it really comes from a very grim tale. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, grim. yeah, seriously, yeah, exactly. <laughs> seriously. All right. Well, that is the end of our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed. Feel free to like give us topic ideas. I mean, you can always. I'm looking at the camera that is out right now. This is in. <laughs> that is in. Um, if you guys have things that you want us to talk about, whether it's advice, any lifestyle things or i am so ready for next week i have a lot to say oh yeah next week is gonna be a really next week is gonna be truly unhinged that's what it should be called unhinged unhinged just in capital letters (laughs) Unhinged. yeah anyways we will see you guys very soon thank you for watching and listening we are on spotify we're on apple Podcasts. we're on anywhere you can listen to a podcast we are there podcast podcast um (laughs) and yeah we will see you guys in our next episode Bye. bye